practice, so finding, finding your posture. Allowing the body to settle. Arriving here in this room. Noticing how fragments of ourselves can be where we've been or where we think we're going. So seeing what it's like to pull this whole body, mind, heart into this space, this moment. And oftentimes that's easiest by the mere recognition that there is this body. So letting our awareness, like I said, recognition, just knowing there is this body. No need to effort or struggle or find it. It is here. Maybe one part of the body is standing out more than another if there's an ache or a pain or something feels predominant in your posture. Maybe it's a feeling of the whole body. Whatever it is, just letting your awareness settle in that, in that knowing.
becoming aware of sensations of the body breathing So perhaps that's noticing the belly expand and contract or the chest rising and falling. Or maybe a sensation on the upper lip or at the nostrils, wherever that sensation of breathing is. Again, not needing to reach out, find it, change it control it. A simple awareness that breathing is happening. Sometimes it's helpful to actually name it Right now I know I'm breathing in, knowing I'm breathing out. Breathing in, breathing out. So it's not a breathing exercise, it's an awareness exercise. Just knowing that breathing is happening. And along with being aware of sensations of breathing, noticing sensations of the whole body. Maybe there's a coolness or a warmth, a tightness or heaviness. Whatever the overall sensations of the body are right now. Just checking that out. Again, not reaching for it or finding or searching for anything. So what's going on in this body now? Sensations. Very simple. Again, if it's helpful to make a note of the sensation, just merely a mental note of tightness or pressure. And one of the helpful things about that is that we can also notice the passing. So we notice the impersonal nature and the impermanent nature of sensations in the body. It's 
sometimes when we pay close attention to a sensation, it can brighten, get bigger, more intense. Sometimes it just dissolves. So being curious about that, the changing nature. It's also good in practice to notice when there is lack of sensation So keeping that in our awareness. Maybe something was there, it felt incredibly strong, noticing it pass. Just phenomenon coming and going. And then perhaps sound arises, sound in the room, sound outside the building. Sound is not a disruption to our practice. It's a sense door recognizing sound. So that too, another experience to be aware of And if helpful, noting hearing. Hearing. And then that too will pass. And then as I'm sure you've noticed, thinking is also happening. We have thoughts and emotions that arise. Thought can sometimes be words in the mind. Sometimes they're images or pictures in the mind. And again, so that we are aware of it, Sometimes it's helpful to just note thinking, seeing. Because at that point we're actually aware of what's going on. quite fascinating to watch that thought process and seeing where you catch it. Are we noticing it at the very end? Oh, I've been thinking. Perhaps we can catch it in the middle of a stream or at the very beginning. As we pay more attention to these processes, 
We can see right where we are. And really paying particular attention to that moment if you've been completely lost in thought. That moment right when we come back. When awareness is brightest. And where we can see the difference between having been in delusion or caught and being here, being awake, being aware. So noticing the brightness of that moment right when we come back. So it's a beautiful opportunity for multiple awakenings every time we come back, that moment of knowing, if we pay attention to it. So we can do this with very strong mind states. We can do this with emotions, which are very complex often, because emotions hold physical sensation, like we've been talking about historical thoughts or feelings, images. And they can oftentimes bring a mental flavor just of overall sadness, or joy, or grief. So see if we can detect that too. What is the overall flavor of our experience when caught in really intense thought? These are all things that help us become more aware. No need to go searching for anything while we're practicing. Allowing yourself to, as best you can, sit with ease and watch. Bodily sensation, sound, Breathing, thought, emotion, overall experience. This gives us an opportunity to open to everything in the body, the mind, the heart. There's sleepiness. Noticing it as sleepiness. What does sleepiness feel like in the body? If there's restlessness, 
taking out the personal or the judgment? What is restlessness like in the mind and the body? Seeing how perception and historical thinking can pull us in one direction or another. And seeing if you can unravel just a little bit bodily sensations, breathing, hearing, thinking, feeling, emotions. watching the changing nature of each of these.
Checking in over and over, where am I right now? What is predominant in my experience to be aware of, to know? Not controlling, not figuring anything out. What is going on right now? Sensations in the body, sensations of breathing, hearing, thoughts and emotions, sensations from those thoughts and emotions. If all that feels like too much, Allow yourself to land in one stabilizing area. Anchoring yourself solidly into breathing or a particular body sensation or sound. And land there for a little while. And then opening up again to whatever you notice attention or awareness landing on. If noting helps, then using it, sensation, thinking, joy, grief. Just calling it simply for what it is, paying attention.
you're noticing any resistance to experience. And check out what it's like just to notice the resistance. Resistance is like this. And what if that was completely okay? See if you can see the quality of the resistance. Is there a tension, a tightness, a pushing? When we battle against it, it tends to make it stronger. If you're noticing a joyful experience, allowing that to be there with equanimity, not trying to recreate or grasp. What's it like just to know joy is present? Compassion is present. Sorrow is present. And how the added grasping or resisting creates our suffering.
So a few things I want to say about those instructions and maybe as a setup for today is I added this noting practice, which you can take or leave depending on if it's useful or not. It's just a suggestion, which is that right now I know I'm breathing in, right? Or, or just the simply breathing in or thinking or sensing or hearing Sometimes that's that moment of awareness that's really helpful to stop the proliferation that can then follow. It brings us back. So it's not saying thinking is bad, I shouldn't be thinking. Emotions are bad, I shouldn't be feeling or sensing. It's just saying, we know it's happening. I see you. Right? That I see you quality is really important and valuable. So like I said, if that throws you off, sometimes the noting practice drives people crazy and they're like thinking, feeling, breathing, here, you know, and, and it becomes this like something else to chase and follow and, you know, demand perfection of yourself. So again, take it or leave it. Sometimes it's really lovely for me to do that and sometimes it's a disruption. I am... Um, read somewhere, um, one of my teachers, it might have been Gil Fransdahl or someone like that, said that there are 80,000 skillful means of practicing in the suttas. 80,000 different instructions the Buddha gave over the years of his teaching. Different people, different time, different practice, different, right? So, So really, you know, here we are in two days just trying to hope that something really lands and is helpful for you in your practice. Going to give the encouragement to really stay here, watching the tension of the mind that wants to plan, control, fix, figure out. I, I sat a month-long retreat a couple years ago, and you know, you kind of don't see your personal stuff for a long time. So my purse and my keys and everything I set aside, or I thought I did, and I went to load my car and I couldn't find my keys. And, you know, a little bit of panic. I was ready to go home after a month. And so my mind started trying to remember, remember, what did I do? And I walked through my steps and I went as far as to, like, call FedEx and have my my friend FedExed me my keys and just did this whole thing. Worry, 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 you know, after a month of sitting. (laughs) And I went, you know what, I'm going to just go sit. And so I went and sat in a sit and literally within five minutes of the letting go of the mind, I remembered where my keys were right away. Like it just dropped in my lap. And sure enough, there they were. So sometimes that tightness around the mind, somebody left a note, that's why I'm addressing this, of the control and the plan. It's that, again, is a not, not right now. Right now, what I'm doing is paying attention to this direct moment, this direct experience. And actually, sometimes that's more where the answer lies, <laughs> the better answer. Right now, I just need to feel sad. I don't need to figure out why or how or who planted it there or, you know, what I'm going to do about it right now. This is what sadness looks like. So paying attention to that. Also, the, just as far as emotions go, and this might come up, we're going to have time for a few questions. Um, 
noticing how the sensation of emotion is very different when we're in that experience. Because like I said, sensations are complex. I mean, emotions are complex. There's not only the sensations, but there's a lot of story and history and a lot of conditioning in our physiology around emotions. So watch how long an emotion actually lives when we're just allowing it to be in our sensory body versus when we pick up the story that goes along with it. That's a lot longer when the story tells us why we're so lonely, right? Or why blah, blah, blah. Just let the emotion, the sensation of the emotion be known. Because that emotion, hopefully, or emotions will be part of our whole lives. You know, the, the moment when we become numb and have nothing there, that's going to be a scary moment. You know, and we tend to be like really in favor of what feels good. And we pay a lot of attention to what feels good or we, we actually don't pay enough attention to these really beautiful emotions and we pay a lot more attention to what's wrong. I don't know if you've noticed that and maybe that's not true for everybody, but oftentimes when something's wrong and hard, we were like really dig in and then we kind of pass by the flower. You know, we pass by the beautiful moment and get really heavy. So the beauty of being human in life is, oh yeah, I get to experience all of this. This is a full and complete life. When I'm numb, is going to be kind of a bummer. So watching throughout your day today and seeing if you can cultivate and really lean in the direction and noticing when something really beautiful is happening in your day. Even if it is something as simple as watching a piece of grass grow out of the dry earth or hearing a bird or the deliciousness of food, pay attention to when something is really nice and watch how we can maybe slowly dissolve when things, um, that tendency to pay over attention to when things are difficult. Um, I just want to say a couple things. I hope I answered the question about control. (laughs) If not, we can talk about it some more. Um, Please, during the work period, don't use the restrooms over there because there are people that have jobs to clean them. And if they're taken during the work period, it messes up their day. So the restrooms that are to be used are the ones in this building, both upstairs and downstairs. Okay, that would be very helpful. Thank you. So that'll apply for um, tomorrow. The second is please sign your notes. I've gotten a few notes that actually have questions in them. Some of them are comments, but it's still helpful to know who wrote it because some of the comments really should just be addressed to one person, not to the whole group. So please sign your notes so we know who we can respond to. It's, it's helpful. Um, and I think we have time for a few questions, if there's anything. We will have questions at the 
30 time slot, 11.30 sit. Um, but is there any practice questions? No, none of those existential what's life about questions or how do I convert all of my friends when I leave here questions, but just <laughs> what's going on in your practice questions. Yeah, please. Yeah, I have a few thoughts about that, and you might, you might have some others, is I think that's totally okay, actually, <laughs> unless you're using it as a distraction, as a, you know, as a function of the retreat. Um, it's, so so it's, it's, it's another version of thinking, so labeling it thought, right? These words, the soundtrack. Um, it's not. It's not a ter- It's not the worst of things that could be happening right now, right? Um, I had a. I had a part two to that, and it it went out of my head when I saw you put your headphone on. Um, so maybe you'll remember my uh, part two if you, you talk to it. Maybe you'll remember. Um, oh, I know what I was going to say. You said it's happening all the time. My guess is it's probably not happening all the time. So again, it's just like noticing when, you know, we can put these like, I am a this type of person and this is always happening. We can really label ourselves like that and miss all the times when it's not happening. So I'm just going to help you watch your practice when the all the time isn't happening and maybe something else is happening. And that's when we start getting like really close to experience. So that's, that was the other thing. Mm. Do you have something else? I was going to say that oftentimes when we, someone says that they have a song repeating in their head, we say, please don't say what it is. Because <laughs> 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 it gets, you know, it's like, oh, great, thank you. you know? <laughs> um. <laughs> and what do you think the attitude is in relation to the, this repetitive song? What's the attitude in relationship to that? My yeah, like the relationship to when the song arises, how would you sense, how is the mind relating to it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. So when I was when I was doing the long retreat, I'd mentioned a few years ago here. Um, I was even a few weeks into the retreat, and 
I don't know what, why it was happening, but I had been watching Downton Abbey. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's less likely to be sticking in your mind. But And then suddenly the, I, the mind was just obsessing about eat all the characters. And going through one by one, I thought, I'm here on retreat. Now, weeks in, and all this stuff comes up. So it shows us a number of things about the mind. One, the conditioning of the mind. Every perception that we've had is stored in our, stored, it's stored in our memory. Just to kind of be aware of that. You know, as we watch movies that are very intense, those images are, you know, they're there in our, our mind, just part of what we experience. But the real, the way that I began to see it was in terms of what was happening in my mind, because I was getting pretty frustrated. I'd go from like one side of the walking path to the other, I was like, okay, this time I'm not going to think about whichever character was on my mind. And I was amazing. By the end of that walking path, it would come back up. So then, of course, okay, so what do I do? How do I be with this if this is what's here? And that's always going to be, in some ways, the question, whether it's repetitive songs, or movies, or patterns of thought about oneself. How do I relate to this? And the thing is, like, usually what arises in our mind, we pay attention to that. And we think, once this goes away, then, oh, great, I'll be back onto the calm and peace. But when calm and peace is there, and we've been grasping after this, let's say this is calm, and we grasp after that, what we really want to be watching is the grasping. Because when this goes, and the song arises, and we're pushing against this, what, again, we really want to watch is the attitude how am I relating to this? Right? And you see the aversion. Oh, this is what it feels like to feel aversive. And someone that was having a lot of repetitive songs, I, so I, mentioned, I mentioned to them, what if this were to stay here forever? Could you continue to live with this? You know, and hopefully that doesn't happen because it would, you know, we don't need to challenge our minds to that extent. But if we begin to invite things or say, okay, that's that part of the mind, let it, your job is to just remember songs. Give it some freedom. Because when we're not feeling averse to something, we're not entangled in it. Right? It's really the entanglement that, kept, that keeps the suffering there. The song is just, it's just some sounds in the mind. And it can actually be a support for awareness. Right? So just play with that side. And as Joanna was, was also saying, is it always permanent or is it changing? So even the nature of hearing a song can teach us about impermanence or songs rising. Oh, it's changing. And the different relationships that come. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting thing because I think that's why you would say never to start that practice, right? <laughs> no. Um, no, I don't say that. Oh, okay. I mean, the reality is, and there might be somebody that whenever, most often, some thought is coming along with what's going on. And so the labeling or noting is merely putting word to it, right? 
So sometimes we can just experience a sensation. Like so, for instance, right now, what's a sensation that you can notice in your body? Okay, so what is that? What's that? What's the sensation of nervous? So the label would be nervous. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so just the noticing of sweaty hands. What else? Okay, so a tightness. And can you feel that tightness without calling it tightness? Is it still there? And then when? What else? I mean, now I know I'm having you put words to it, but it's just uh, an exercise in... Okay, so whatever that is, you can feel it without, can you sense it without the word, without the, so the word is an add-on, and sometimes it's not, because we conceptualize a lot of our experience pretty immediately. That kind of goes to that from perception to concept. So again, it's the slowing down of the process, and just see, like we just did, you had the sensation, and then you gave it a name for me. And so sometimes we do that for ourselves. Having the sensation, we're giving it a name for ourselves. So it's just, I don't know if that helps, but just that little, that little shift of seeing what it's like to recognize it before needing to put a word on it. Uh, and one more thing. Uh, one more thing I want to add too is um, it's sort of both of your questions combined. Is that that thing where in the morning we can be completely obsessed and like wrapped around something, and then by the afternoon we're like, "What was I? What was I thinking about again?" And we're on to something totally different that we're obsessed by or wrapped around or thinking about. And literally half hour later huh, I can't even remember what that was, right? And so watching that too, um, that stream of, ch- of change that seems to keep coming up. Can I say something really quick? Yeah, please. Um, as Joanna was mentioning earlier, it's so many, there's so many skillful means. And noting for some minds really connect them with the experience. Then this is a phrase from Joseph. He says, notings per minute you know, or notings, let's say per hour, when we first sit down and maybe five notes, <laughs> breathing, and then we're gone for 20 minutes. And then it's like <laughs> the notings start to increase, but also the, the wandering mind starts to increase, or the noticing of how much the mind is wandering. And that's actually a sign that uh, instead of it getting worse, which is oftentimes what people think, you're actually starting to notice more. And I think what I'm hearing from you is that now the momentum of your awareness is stronger, just relax. Let the awareness know. Let it know more. It doesn't need that extra because it starts to interfere with the natural knowing. Our awareness can know a lot. The noting is to help. If the noting helps, we use it. If it feels like it begins to interfere a natural knowing, just relax that and, and be with the knowing. It's, um, it's time. So we will have the 1130 
period for questions. I know, well, you'll be first. You've raised your hand a few times. <laughs> but I do want to read this quote that points exactly to what you're saying. Um, so, as, a, as awakening increases, we see ourselves to be worse than we thought. We are amazed at our former blindness as we see issuing forth from the depths of our hearts a whole swarm of shameful thoughts and feelings. We could never have believed that we had harbored such things, and we stand aghast as we watch them gradually appear. But we must neither be amazed nor disheartened. We are not worse than we were. On the contrary, we are better. But while our faults diminish, the light by which we see them waxes brighter, and we are filled with horror. Bear in mind for your comfort that we only perceive our malady when the cure begins. So that kind of points to what you were saying. So now is the walking period. And uh, yeah, let, let these practices that we've introduced this morning be part of that. Use it. And we'll see you back in here at 1015. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.